soon as war was declared, he came right home to Canada and enlisted almost immediately. And then within two years, he was killed. And I turned 18 and I enlisted. Somebody, somebody from our family should be there. That's Army veteran Private Esther Thorley from an interview a few years ago about her experiences serving in uniform for Canada during the Second World War. Thorley was one of about 270 Canadian Jewish women to enlist when women were permitted to do so. She joined the Canadian Women's Army Corps after her older brother, Meyer Bubis, was killed in the disastrous Dieppe raid of 1942. The Army sent Esther to Vancouver for the duration. She would have gone to Japan if she'd been needed. When the war ended and she returned home, Esther put her uniform away and her war experiences too. Now a new exhibit is celebrating the contribution of Esther Thorley and the other Canadian Jewish military women who helped defeat Hitler and rescue the survivors of the Holocaust. Hearing about these powerful and strong Jewish women has been so inspiring. I'm Ellen Besner, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Monday, June 7, 2021. Welcome to the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Sunday was the 77th anniversary of the D-Day landings. On June 6, 1944, thousands of Canadian troops stormed Juno Beach in Normandy. The attack turned the tide of the Second World War. Over 17,000 Canadian troops of Jewish faith were part of the war effort, including women. Now, a new exhibit is highlighting the role of these Jewish women in uniform, both at home and overseas, who have never received the recognition they deserve. The exhibit just launched virtually at the University of Calgary. And coming up, I'll speak with the curators of the new exhibit. But first, here's what's making news in Canada right now. Grade 5 students at Vancouver's Talmud Torah School were part of a community memorial service Friday for the 215 Indigenous children whose bodies have been discovered at the Kamloops Indian Residential School. The memorial was held on the school's playgrounds to symbolize the silencing of the souls whose childhood was ripped away. Rabbi Dan Moskowitz told the CJN it is beyond time for the Canadian government to move, including paying for ground-penetrating radar on all other residential school sites across Canada. Facebook has banned a post on the Canadian Jewish News' Facebook page that tells the story of a new video about the Christie Pitts riots in Toronto. The offending scene comes from a reputable source, a Historica Canada video released on Friday. It teaches about the important moment in the history of Jews in the country. The street riots between pro-fascist agitators and Jewish baseball players in August 1933 has had several books written about it and more recently two graphic novels. The scene that triggered the trouble shows a page from one of those graphic novels. You can see one frame showing a swastika, the words Heil Hitler, and a cartoon speech bubble where someone's yelling, we want to get the Jews out of the park. Their first question on landing is, where is the Canadian front line? The girls are here to take over clerical duties at first echelon. Corporal Daisy Lazar didn't get sent overseas, but she did make the front page of the Ottawa newspaper during the Second World War. The sales clerk was a fully trained military police officer. The newspaper photo showed her inspecting passes while on security duty at the train station, but the headline called her a girl MP, and the story commented on how smart the women looked in their uniforms. 
But it was 1943. Women's lib hadn't happened yet. Army women earned 70 cents a day, while the men earned nearly double. The women had to wear skirts. They couldn't wear nail polish, and some faced sexual harassment on the job. And of course, anti-Semitism. History books have very little about the Jewish Canadian women. Both Daisy Lazar and Esther Thorley are among the Canadian Jewish military women in the new exhibit called "She Also Serves." Historian Sandra Lipton of Calgary did all the research. What do you feel that your role has been, Sandra, in in writing that wrong? I think it's claiming a place, their place in history, and telling telling their story that there were these women who were not. There was no draft. They weren't forced to sign up. They it was totally voluntary, and at a, at a time when society, you know, had a lot of negative attitudes towards female soldiers, <laughs> and so, despite all that, these women, for for various reasons, decided to sign up and to give up some of their youth in in service. And even though some of them were never at physical risk. They were they were serving here in Canada. Many of them actually were overseas and facing serious danger. What does it now mean to you to have this kind of public-facing uh, evidence that there were Jewish women in uniform in the Second World War who, until now, the world really hasn't known about? Uh, it's, it's phenomenal. And the hope is that with the exhibition and the PR that's going on with it, that it will spread the word out to the to the community at large, but also to the various family members of the women we featured, as well as others beyond that. And I'm hoping that people will contact me saying my mother also served or my aunt also served. It's sad, though, that if only we would have started this project um, a little earlier, we might have captured the stories from the women themselves. How did the idea for the website come about once all the research was already, you know, done in a book form and in a, in a scholarly article? Well, back around 2011, and as part of my work on the board of the Jewish Historical Society of Southern Alberta, I was involved in an annual general meeting that um, focused on honoring our war vets from Southern Alberta. And in order to honor them, we needed to find them. And so that started a quest to identify names. And in the course of that, discovered that there were a few women. And growing up, I guess I'd, I'd never really thought about women serving. I started to do research as a part of this project and discovered um, so much in the literature where they referenced women serving, but never gave them names. So it would say Jewish men and women. And so I decided to start identifying the women. Part of the exhibit includes an art show inspired by the women in uniform. Professor Jennifer Eisenman curated the nine pieces. They include paintings, drawings, and also digital art. We can write papers. Um, We can have a website. But when we have a work of art, it touches our hearts. It reaches deep inside us to a place beyond words. And I think that that's where the power of art comes. And in a context now where an anti-Semitism in Canada and around the world is on the rise, 
if we can, in positive ways, make an impact about the role we have played uh, in this country, the contributions we've made, and we can do it in these these one these wonderful, powerful ways, um, then I think that we can we can fight anti-Semitism um, in in uh, what I hope can be a lasting way. 20-year-old Calgary student Jules Schachter created one of the digital pieces. It's a tribute to her great-aunt, Cece Feingold. Schachter hadn't known anything about her. Once my dad told me that Cece was in the military, I reached out to her daughter, Sabine, and I was able to get some information, although none of them, none of her kids really knew a lot. She didn't really talk about it to anyone. After I talked to Sabine, I talked to my aunt, who had a photo of my grandma and all her siblings in Czechoslovakia before they came to Canada. And that's the photo that really inspired me because it kind of showed how her past maybe shaped why she did join the military since it was such a mystery to all of us. So in my piece, it's a digital collage and I used the photo of Cece in uniform and collaged like pixelated um, parts of that family photo on top of it. It uh, with like a lot of anti-Semitism right now. It's been, it's like my Jewish identity has been something I haven't really been open about. It's like been scary, but this has like really helped me embrace it. And yeah, just hearing about these powerful and strong Jewish women has been so inspiring. Her great aunt never disclosed what she did during the war. She did translate information from Japanese to English in Ottawa, and then when she was posted to Washington, D.C., she may have worked for British Prime Minister Winston Churchill's super spy, William Stevenson, known as the man called Intrepid. The art exhibit will have a public launch next May at Calgary's Military Museums. Also, I should tell you that Corporal Daisy Friedberg was my great aunt. That's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Integrity, community, quality, and customer care. If you want to be featured in a new segment we're working on, subscribe to the podcast and get your friends to subscribe. It's easy on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and it's also free. And then get in touch with me at ebesner at thecjn.ca. And we'll close this episode with Esther Thorley again, the veteran whose brother was killed at Dieppe, explaining why her war service was just not something people knew about. You didn't tell people? No. How come? I didn't have to. I didn't have to, and they never asked. 